to This Is Baseball. Okay, as everybody knows, I am a I'm from Kansas City. I am a Kansas City Royals fan. And this has been an episode that I have been super excited about for a long time, been kind of working on for quite a bit. And it has been about 10 years since the 2014 American League wildcard game between the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland Athletics. So, as everybody knows, I'm sure, um, the Kansas City Royals, between 1985 and 2014, did not make the playoffs. That is a 29-year playoff drought. It was easily the biggest drought in Major League Baseball at the time. I think it might have been one of the biggest playoff droughts in North American sports. And those were a long 29 years because there weren't, in those 29 years, there were two seasons Three seasons where the Royals were competitive. You had the Royals were good in 1994. Obviously, 1994 was the year that Major League Baseball went on strike, and that season ended early. There wasn't even a World Series that season. Um, so, Royals obviously can't make a playoffs, make the playoffs in a season where. There's uh, there's no World Series. What's funny is if there was a season for them to make it, it probably would have been that one. The Royals' record that season was 64 and 51, so they were 13 games over 500. Um, but jumping ahead to 2003, the Royals went 83 and 79. They then followed 2003 with three straight 100 lost seasons from 04 to 06 then 93 87 97 95 losses 91 losses 90 losses and then 2013 they won 86 games they were actually in the playoff race to the last weekend of the season and ended up coming up short. They went 86 and 76 that season, which the 2013 season set up the 2014 season because that was a a group of young players, a core of young players that had finally put something together and felt like they could be competitive in major league baseball. So 2014 wasn't it didn't start off great um but they had a really good second half of the season and won 89 games and hosted the wild card game so not only have the royals made 
the po- the postseason for the first time in 29 years. They're going to be hosting their first ga- postseason game at Kauffman Stadium for the first time in 29 seasons. So you could imagine the anticipation, the excitement of Kansas City uh, citizens and fans of the team. But before the Kansas City Royals could play, on a Tuesday night, the Kansas City Chiefs, this was in the Alex Smith era, hosted the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football and absolutely smacked them. I think the final score of that game was 41-14 to Chiefs, which led perfectly into Tuesday night where the Kansas City Royals hosted the Oakland Athletics. Now, a little bit about the Oakland A's this season. In 2014, they were they were a team that was well on their way to 100 wins. And at the trade deadline, they moved Ioannis Cespedes, one of their better players, for John Lester and Johnny Gomes in return, but mainly John Lester. Needed John Lester to come and pitch in uh, big games like the wild card game. Um, but the A's kind of fell off, and not only did they fall to the wild card race, but they ended up having the fifth best record of the playoff team. So they had to play that one game wild card game on the road. So let's get into this game. So my dad and I went to this game on September 30th, 2014. We got there early, got our rally towels, and I walked around the stadium, took in what was postseason baseball in Kansas City for the first time in just short of 30 years. And this game was just under five hours long. Packed stadium, excited crowd, loud crowd. James Shields is the starting pitcher for the Royals. James Shields, obviously part of the trade with the Tampa Bay Rays that sent the Rays Will Myers and gave the Royals James Shields, Wade Davis, and Elliot Johnson. Obviously, James Shields and Wade Davis were both very important members of the Kansas City Royals pitching staff during this run. And from a Royals standpoint, there are two heroes in this game, um, one that you would not have expected and one that makes a ton of sense. But we'll get to that a little bit later. So let's take a look at the starting lineups for this game. Let's start with the Oakland A's. Batting first, Coco Crisp. Second was Sam Fold. Third, Josh Donaldson. He's important in this game. Batting fourth, Brandon Moss. Fifth, Josh Reddick. Sixth, Jed Lowry. Seventh, Stephen Vogt, now manager of the Cleveland Guardians. Eighth, Giovanni Soto. And batting ninth, uh, Eric Sogard. For the Kansas City Royals, leading off was Alcides Escobar, then Nori Aoki, Lorenzo Cain batting third, 
Uh, Hosmer, Eric Hosmer in the cleanup spot. Billy Butler batted fifth. Alex Gordon in the sixth spot. Salvador Perez batting seventh, eighth. Omar Infante and ninth, Mike Moustakis. All right, let's run through this game. James Shields takes the mound in the first. And as a fan in the stands, you're like, all right, here we go. This is it. And nerves, excitement, everything's going. I can't imagine what the players are feeling at this point. But A's get two in the top of the first. Brennan Moss hits a two-run home run. And, you know, you're like, oh, all right. Well, going into the bottom of the first down, two nothing. That's okay. It's going to be a fun ride. So Royals, bottom of the first. John Lester comes out to the mound for the A's. Obviously the big trade for him. He's now pitching in a big spot that the A's want him in. The Royals um, steal a bag off of him. One thing about John Lester, he's left-handed, and he does not he does not throw to first base ever. It's it's unheard of for John Lester. So Royals stole uh, one bag out of uh, seven total that they get in this game, um, and and uh, cut the lead in half. So we're going. After one, the A's are up 2-1, and that's okay. Go into the second inning, no score uh, by either team. And then we get to the the bottom of the third, and the Royals put up two. So through three innings, Royals are up 3-2, to two, and you're feeling really good. You're feeling really good in the stands. The home team's on top. You feel like you're in a good place, but you know that there's a lot, a lot of baseball left. So let's uh, let's jump ahead to the sixth inning because this is where some more action happens. So as I said earlier, this game was full of just ups and downs. It was the classic roller coaster of emotion game. And the sixth inning is where this starts to happen as Royals fans. In fact, in this inning, I remember it, it, it goes poorly for the Royals, and I remember my dad and I talking about it, and uh, we're like, well, you know, it, we're just glad that they were here. This is a fun ride. It'll be a fun memory. You know, that's too bad. But And in the back of our minds, we're like, well, you know, they could still do it, but less time than there was in the first inning, now that it's the sixth inning, obviously. So James Shields ends up, allowing two runners to get on base before anybody's out in the top of the six. So they pull James Shields out of the game and bring in Jordano Ventura. Jordano Ventura promptly gives up a three-run home run to the A's, and it's now 5-3 A's in the top of the six. Still nobody out. And it was Brandon Moss again who gave up, who hit that home run. So that's his second home run of the night. He has five RBIs to this point. Jordano Ventura can't take, care of, can't take care of business either. Uh, Kelvin Herrera comes in for relief for him. And the A's score two more. One, one of those charged to Ventura. One of those charged to Kelvin Herrera. So after uh, five and a half, the A's are now leading the Royals 7-3. And it's just, it's not looking good because John Lester is dealing. He's pitching really well. So... Royals got a lot of work to do up to this point. Now let's jump ahead to the bottom of the eighth, where 
the Kansas City Royals get to work and finally chase John Lester out of the game. So Alcides Escobar leads off the inning with a single up the middle, and then he steals second base. Nori Aoki batting second, or after Escobar, grounds out and advances Escobar to third. So there's a runner on third with one out. Now Lorenzo Cain singles up the middle. Alcides Escobar Escobar scores. Seven four A's. Now with Hosmer coming to the plate, Lorenzo Cain steals second base. Runner on second, one out. Hosmer takes a walk after a full count, and this officially chases John Lester from the game. Seven and a third from John Lester of really good pitching. So the A's bring in reliever Luke Gregerson for John Lester, and Billy Butler steps up to the plate. Billy Butler single hits a single to right field, and Lorenzo Cain scores from second. Now 7-5 A's, and you're sitting in the stands. You're feeling really good now. Momentum is, is on the Royals' side, and this is kind of the, the whole idea of the keep-the-line-moving mantra in Kansas City in real time right now. Terrence score, if you remember him, he was one of the fastest players in the league. He was as fast as Gerard Dyson or maybe faster, but he comes in to pinch run for Billy Butler and immediately steals second base. So now runners on second and third with still one out. Alex Gordon is at the plate and Luke Gregerson throws a wild pitch. And now Eric Hosmer comes home from third and now it's seven, six. So it's a one-run game, still one out in the bottom of the eighth. Alex Gordon ends up taking a walk. Runners at first and third, still one out. So no other runners score this inning. Salvador Perez and Omar Infante come up, and both of them strike out. So now we're moving on to the top of the ninth. So let's head to the top of the ninth where Greg Holland comes in in relief. And Greg Holland was actually, I mean, you know the story of the Royals bullpen. You had Herrera, Davis, and Holland in 2014. Pretty much a shutdown bullpen. If you could get the lead going into the 7th, 8th, and ninth, you felt pretty good about your chances of winning the game. But anyway, Holland takes over the ninth, and we always used to joke about Greg Holland where we thought that he just wanted to make things interesting because the game was too easy for him. So... He ends up loading the bases here with two outs and he ends up getting out of it. No harm, no foul. So we're heading into the bottom of the ninth. Now it's crunch time, still seven, six Royals obviously have to score, tie the game or take the leader. They're going home. Josh Willingham's going to come to the plate first for the Royals. He's going to pinch hit for Mike Moustakis and the pinch hit pays off. Josh Willingham hits a single to right field. Royals have the Royals are in business and Josh Willingham's night is done. He did what he needed to do. Now they're going to bring in, as I mentioned earlier, the other speedster on the Royals roster, Gerard Dyson. Gerard Dyson's going to pinch run for Willingham. Escobar comes up and actually bunts Gerard Dyson over. So sack bunt moved Gerard Dyson to second base. He's now in scoring position one out. Nori Aoki steps into the plate again and you're not going to believe this, but Gerard Dyson steals third base. So runner at third, one out for Kansas City. 
and we're feeling really, really good in the stands. Still nervous, but feeling confident. Aoki does his job. He hits a deep sack fly to right field that scores Gerard Dyson easily. So now it is a tie ball game. Two outs, bottom of the ninth. So in the 10th inning, no score happens. The Royals actually end up getting a man on third, but they leave him stranded. So no score heading to the 11th. Again, in the 11th, I could almost repeat exactly what I just said for the 10th. No score. The Royals do get a man to third. Again, leave him stranded. Sending this game into the 12th inning where all of the magic happens. More roller coasters, but definitely getting to the good part. Brandon Finnegan is on the mound. Uh, If you don't remember Brandon Finnegan, he was actually in the College World Series in 2014, got drafted by the Royals, and got put on the postseason roster by them, and he's already pitching in a huge spot. Finnegan has a man on second and gets pulled in relief for Jason Fraser. So Jason Fraser comes on with one out in the 12th with a man on second. Jason Fraser throws a wild pitch. Now the A's have a man on third with one out. Alberto Cayaspo, former Royal, comes up, single to left field, scores a run. Now eight to seven A's. That's all the scoring that will happen from the A's in the top of the 12th. Now we're going to head to the bottom of the 12th where, where all the magic happens. It's eight, seven A's. Here we go. Leading off the bottom of the 12th is Lorenzo Kane. And he grounds out. There's one out in the bottom of the 12th. And time is uh, running out for the Royals. In steps Eric Hosmer. Hosmer hits a deep shot to left center field off the wall in between Johnny Gomes and Sam Fold. And they both collide. And now Johnny Gomes is getting up, having to chase the ball. And after all of this, Eric Hosmer ends up on third base. Runner on third, one out. Royals down one. And if you remember what I said earlier, there were a few heroes in this game, and one of them is about to step to the plate and solidify himself in Royals history. And that is Christian Colon. And Colon hits a high chopper to third base. Eric Hosmer scores from third, and Colon is safe at first, tying the game. And this is where we really start to believe that the Royals are going to do this and they're going to win this game. Alex Gordon hits a pop fly to Josh Donaldson, two down. And in steps the the big hero of this game, Salvador Perez. And Christian Colon steals second. The A's actually planned for it. They pitched out, but Derek Norris dropped the ball. So now Christian Colon is in scoring position for Salvador Perez, which is going to set up this next part. The pitch comes in. It's outside. Salvador Perez pokes it down the third baseline under a diving Josh Donaldson's glove. Christian Colon scores from second. Royals win 9-8 and 12 to advance to the ALDS eliminating the Oakland A's. The stadium was unbelievably loud at this point. I, I it was a it was a football atmosphere. The noise was at an all-time high for Kauffman Stadium. And this was something that was a 29-year wait and we got an absolute thriller of a game for the first postseason game 
for the Royals in, like I said, just short of three decades. And this game was just the beginning of a magical run in the playoffs for the Royals that ultimately fell short, but the Royals then went on to play the Los Angeles Angels. This was Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Jared Weaver, C.J. Wilson, many other players. They were the best team in baseball. They had 98 wins in 2014. Uh, Royals didn't care about that. The Royals swept them in three games. In fact, Greg Holland, another game that I had the privilege to be at, Greg Holland struck out Mike Trout to send the Royals to the American League Championship Series against the Baltimore Orioles. And to continue the theme from the ALDS, the Royals also swept the Orioles, sending the Royals to their first World Series since 1985, setting up a a matchup between the Royals and the San Francisco Giants. Two wildcard teams making it all the way to the World Series. This game went seven games. Madison Bumgarner was fantastic in this series and pretty much single-handedly beat the Royals. Like I said, Royals came up short seven inning or seven games. And Alex Gordon was stranded on third in game seven. Salvador Perez popped up to Pablo Sandoval to to end the Royals' run and crown the San Francisco Giants World Series champions for the third time in five years. The age-old question, should Mike Gershley have sent Alex Gordon? That's probably a story for another time that we can get into. Madison Bumgarner, another great story as well. Uh, But this is really the beginning for the Royals, because obviously 2014... They didn't win the World Series, but they built a foundation. They knew that they could get there, and they took it as motivation in 2015 and obviously went back to the World Series and beat the New York Mets in five games to be World Series champions for the first time since 1985 and for the second time in franchise history. So that is my story on the 2014 American League wildcard game. Again, one of my favorite games of all time. One of my favorite memories in sports, being able to be part of that. And I have no shame in telling people that I was at this game. But there will be more stories like this where we're just going to go through games, old historic games, maybe games that I was at or wasn't at, just games that are my favorite. I have some in the pipeline that I'm ready to uh, to go through. Um, this will be the first of many. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.